0: Can, can I open my beer yet? Oh, Here we go. <laughs> welcome to another episode
1: with Mr. Spencer. No. Okay, welcome to another episode of BFF. And today, or this episode, we have Iowa Brewing Company Surf Zombie Z's IPA made with Iowa hops. So it's a brewery we found out is in Cedar Rapids. So we're going to try it out and taste it and... Spencer here who loves bush lattes is gonna let us know what he thinks about IPAs after this one.
0: Give you a very detailed description.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I'm a professional beer taster. Whoops. Oh. It's
2: fine. Woody's got it. Yeah, I was gonna say Woody's here to clean up. Yeah, Woody's on the floor. Oh if anyone needs a visual. Maybe I should put on my headset. There you go. So you can hear us a little bit better, right, Kit. Just, yes. say, just say when. Say when. Cheers. Cheers cheers guys never had this one um that's really good I okay. am a-
0: it's got aggressive hops and um uh, i feel like
2: it attacked my tongue it's kind of creamy it is like compared to your average ipa
1: yeah i'd agree with that actually you're right it, it, yeah, it is creamy is this supposed to have a aftertaste of some sorts
0: i feel like most ipas uh, punch me in the mouth and this one's more of a love tap. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. we I think we had an episode. Uh, we were talking about um, the, the bitterness stuff. Yeah. It's not. See, a lot of people, um, they, we talking about this before, but a lot of people misconstrued that it, once it's hoppy, it's super strong beer. It's not.
0: It's just the hoppiness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with alcohol. It, it's sugar. Although there
2: are some IPAs that'll knock you on your butt. True. Especially the double IPAs. Yeah, double IPAs. Mm. I had that uh, like super sumo, from Toppling Alive. It's a super sumo. Yeah, something like that. And
0: just had to make sure you weren't slurring your words, and that was actually the name of it.
2: Super sumo. I think that's what it's called. There's it it a, a big del- fat guy on it. It does it has a sumo wrestler on there. <laughs> well, at least it's uh, as advertised. Though. Yeah, it's like eight point two percent or
0: something. Holy crap! Yeah, alcohol. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot. like a blonde fatale Yeah, which it. Peace Peachtree Brewing, Knoxville, Iowa. It's close to where I grew up.
1: That's a great... Actually, that's one of the better blondes out there, I think.
0: I, I really love Peace Tree. And three will put you to bed. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> yeah. I think it is about 9%. It's so, like eight or
0: nine, yeah. yeah. So you can
1: just imagine you drink two of those. That's literally like drinking four Bush
0: lattes. Or you drink three Blonde Fatales, and that is... It's like nine. Is that, well, actually, Bushlight's Light's four, so it would be like
2: twice as many. It would yeah. be a six-pack. Yeah, yeah six-pack. <sighs> yeah, and and I learned anything that says Imperial or Blonde, any type of beer that has any of those two words, they're going to mess you up. Gotcha. Imperials like like, um, or the barrel-aged.
0: Oh, uh, the is. whiskey <laughs> beers. Yeah. Boone Valley makes one of those, and I, it's eight or nine percent. There you go. I don't like the flavor so much because it has that whiskey. It air. does. You might as well drink whiskey, in my opinion. Exactly, <laughs> and my whiskey days are over. Yeah. It's for the better for this world too.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, my in-laws
1: love whiskey. I can't stand it, man. It's—I mean, it, it's not my thing. A lot of people yeah. can just sit there and sip on whiskey. Jack and Cokes used to be my thing. Not anymore. We were uh, before we just got on this episode. You were talking about panfish. Spencer loves pan fishing. So I love out of necessity.
0: I love to put panfish on a 10 on J hook. That's what I love. But in order to put them on that big J hook, you got to catch them first. There you go. Yeah. Um, you like pan fishing. I, I just,
1: I think uh, the most recent episode uh, you were catching some crappies right now. It's a good. Good times for crappies, right?
2: Um, it can be. I don't know. I haven't caught. I mean, yet. I can say it's a good time and then that doesn't mean you're going to go out and catch them.
1: Hmm. That's
2: true. What do you recommend? Uh, so right now, anybody who's going to panfish right now,
0: where would you attack? You I seem you so say. negative when you said that. We need to put a positive
2: spin on life. I know, like, man. Now is a great time to catch crappies. Here's how you do it. I mean, well, they're spawning, and if you're if you want to catch crappies, now is the best time to do See, it. See, that's so positive. <laughs> I like that so much more. Yeah. And then the bluegills, they're they're staging up too. So like right after the crappies spawn, bluegills are going to be right behind them. So if you want to get on a bluegill bite, now's the best time to do it.
0: I was watching them do it when I went out to catch bait the other day. Yeah. Yeah. The crappies were on nests and the bluegills were harassing them, but hanging out in the shallows. Like they're gonna getting ready to bed up themselves.
1: So when you, um, when you guys catch those panfish, like when you cut for cut bait, is there a specific spot of the fish that you cut and you put on your hook for like when, when you go catfishing and stuff? Like do you use the head? Do you use a the tail end of, I mean, is there a specific cut part of that fish that you believe is the most?
0: I mean, a lot of it depends on the day. If they're real aggressive, the the head chunk is a great big fish bait, but the guts can be real good. So if you take a midsection when they're kind of more chilled out, not as aggressive, the guts have a lot of scent and pulling fish from a long ways. So you take that middle piece with the the guts in it and you hook it through the guts and then back out through the stomach and that keeps those guts in there, and that all that scent really pulls fish in more. I never thought of that. Could I usually? Well, you never catfish. <laughs> Coming from a non-catfisher, wait, am I supposed to introduce myself for oh, this yeah. one? Nah, it's episode, but it's part two. Oh, part two. Do you two. need
2: introduction? I don't yeah. think so. When Who doesn't know this guy? That's what I'm saying. You know, at
0: least eight billion
2: people. I was just thinking, or it was seven like billion. Seven billion. billion. <laughs> 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 at least from Iowa, maybe there's like five people that don't know that know me. <laughs> but in case you were wondering
1: we do have Spencer from River Certified for another episode that we decided to go on because we really do
0: enjoy our company man you like my kitchen table
1: it's pretty cute
0: yeah I'm, I'm a fan Ella picked it out I can't take any credit Ella's my wife I thought you picked it out no it was all her can't take credit it'd be you know immoral of me but <laughs> my-
1: but yeah, uh, I was just thinking. Um, I had no idea. Uh, I think I saw your last episode that you posted was the guts. I usually just cut the fish and throw the guts away. No, seriously. Yeah. And I just the thing is, when I catfish, I just what's going to stay on the hook the longest? Sure. And I don't have to redo it, so I go with the body with the you know the the scales or whatever and just cook it through there. The, the skin,
0: it'll stay on there forever. A lot of times it's it's just a, a time of year thing and. Um, what kind of mood the fish are in. If the fish are not in a real positive feeding mood, fishing with guts, even for big fish can be really good. Um, as the water gets warmer and fish get more aggressive, I would say filets or head pieces or just body chunks are your best bet for your bigger fish where the smaller fish get to the guts first. Cause there's more small fish than there are big fish,
2: but it never hurts to try. Oh, let me ask you this uh I joined so I joined one of these Facebook groups it's a boatless catfishing mhm um or like every day I see people posting about like what baits to use yep and one thing I always see come up are like these concoction homemade like jello chicken garlic powder yeah how do you feel about those baits? I mean anything works. Yeah, I mean at some point in time. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. I agree. You know, they'll catch fish, but it's like why not give the fish what they would normally eat anyway? That's the way I feel. And it to me it's a percentage
0: thing. Like you could catch something on anything, especially catfish. And they they have the reputation of being bottom scavengers for a reason because at times they really are. And even when they tend to be very aggressive. You'll still find a fish will eat, you know, random crap. But uh, for the most part, if you want to target big fish and consistently catch big fish, you got to use natural type stuff because that's what they're accustomed to eating. How come I was always taught to use chicken liver? I mean, if you want your hands to smell like crap. Yeah and the, the, all the little gnats that swarm all over you once I, you open the, the chicken was, liver thing.
1: <laughs> I was taught to use chicken liver when I was younger, like the catfish, like you use ch- frozen chicken liver. And then, uh, one, the
0: sh- melts, and then when you put it on the hook, it's just... It becomes pud. Right. Turtles love it,
2: though. Caught I've caught a lot of snapping turtles on chicken livers.
1: You ever heard of that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Like that group, like that's one of the bases, you know, catfish liver, beef liver, hot dogs, all these... Homemade stuff like. They- Tell you what, I beat up the channel cats on hot dogs and farm
0: ponds. Yeah. Hot dogs? Yeah, I have no idea why. I don't use them in moving water or big water very much. They don't stay on the hook very well. But in small environments like ponds, go get you ninety nine cent pack of hot dogs and go to town. That's a good tip. I had no idea hot dogs that would work. Yeah, you just take a chunk, like inch or two long run your hook straight through it, then bring it back out on the outside casing. Stays on okay. If you get, a, if you get one little bump, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Real in a recast. That sucks, but
1: okay. Hot dogs, guys.
0: Yeah, I, I wouldn't use them in Big River. I'd stick with cut bait or live
2: bait. Yeah, cut bait is king in my book.
0: I will say, though, at times, the dip baits can knock them dead. Dip baits can like you Like use... stink bait. Like okay. the the stuff in the jar, and you take the worm and push it in, and it coats the worm. So that works. <laughs> that does. For, for, like, eaters.
1: Really? You Cause... know,
0: like your one to three pounders, there's times where you can just beat them up with that. If you want to catch one to three pounders, but that's not really my thing, so I don't use it very much. But, yeah, I've seen, especially late in the summer when the water's warm, you can fish small streams or little inlets off of reservoirs that concentrate small fish in call it for six, eight hours and catch a hundred.
1: What's your favorite fish catch?
0: My favorite dude. Uh, I I liked catfish here because they get big. My favorite fish is a big fish, big fish that fights hard. Like if I was on the East coast, I'd probably fish for stripers. Strapers. Yeah. If I was grew up in Canada, I'd be a musky guy. Um, I'm in the Midwest, so I fish for catfish. How do you feel about carp? I don't know why they don't trip my trigger. They get big, they fight hard. It's just... I think the other part is the chase. That's true. Like, flatheads, you go on a freaking adventure to catch them, at least in Iowa. Uh, Other places, it's not a big deal. You can go stack flatheads, but Iowa isn't like that. Uh, Muskies, it's not like that anywhere. And I think the, the challenge and the adventure is what draws me as much as anything. Stripers, yeah, there's times where you can get blitzes, but if you want to catch big ones, like... 30 to 50 pounders, everything I understand about it. And I've never tried it, but I read up on it because big fish interests me. (laughs) Um, it's kind of a lots of cast long weight kind of deal. And I would want to do that from the surf. I wouldn't want to do it out of a boat. I, I like fishing off the bank. Boats are fun. Probably have a boat someday, but it's all a means to an end. Like boat makes you more efficient. So I would get a boat but I, I like kayak fishing I like fishing off the bank better
2: cool
1: and you love wipers too right i love wipers oh,
2: wipers are the best who doesn't love
1: wipers here we go see you see how excited these guys people who life. hate
2: fun yeah that's
0: who hates wipers and um oh you want to have a good time no well then you don't obviously don't want to wiper fish then either so I you know I think um pound for pound would you say they're one of the best fish I've caught true ocean-run stripers out in Tennessee. I mean, they're landlocked, but they're stocked and they're ocean-run fish. And pound for pound, they don't fight as hard as a hybrid. If a hybrid got fifty pounds, I would give up catfishing. I really would. All I would do is chase hybrids. See, that's the thing. Like a lot of, I, I shouldn't say that because I fish for everything. But, <laughs> but I would, as long as it's big, right? I would fish for hybrids a lot more. Where, um, because we have. A- an abundance here, which is awesome.
1: I love it It, It in Iowa, which is great. But I I didn't even realize like a lot of like
0: Illinois because one of my vendors. They have great hybrid fishing. Yeah. And some other places though, they don't have. Well, I mean, there's a reason so many people from Minnesota travel to Iowa. You know, they have really good white bass fishing in Minnesota, but no hybrids or very few. None that I know of. Um, I'm sure there's got to be a few somewhere, but none that I know of. Is there a reason? I mean, they stock those, right? They don't. Do they I just down? wonder.
2: I just wonder if they don't do that well up north. Yeah. I feel like South Dakota, they have like great white bass fishing, mm-hmm. but you don't hear about white, uh, wipers up there. Either. Even in Manitoba, like you watch uncut angling and they beat up on the white
0: bass up in Manitoba, but, but no, no wipers. No wipers. Why is that? Uh, it's gotta be the, the striper yeah, side yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Cause stripers don't do well in Iowa, but hybrids do. So I wonder if it's enough white bass in them to keep them going good here and we're just at the northern end of their range. I think
1: we're very blessed to have them.
0: Oh, absolutely. And the why isn't as important as the we get to catch hybrids. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if anybody's listening to this who's never gotten an opportunity to catch a wiper, I mean, I've never this is my goal um is to catch a double digit wiper. I've never caught a double digit wiper. What? No, I haven't. In Iowa, I haven't. I've the biggest if wiper you hmm
2: yeah i thought so uh, like a couple of years ago i i hit like i think it was a like 13 and 15 in the same week oh my god yeah that was a good week yeah
1: <laughs> so i haven't so you guys need to get me on when, when the white bird bites hot i'm definitely guy I, I told my a wife, 10
0: pound hybrid fights like a 20 pound flathead that's my goal well actually they fight completely different but they i feel like a 10 pound hybrid fights harder than a 20 pound flathead so we'll see i the speed you can't replace the speed like they're so fast it's when you're real yeah it sounds almost like a weed eater it's not even a reel anymore yeah.
1: for like a full
0: 15 seconds yeah like they rip 50 yards off and i feel like i'm fishing salt water again
1: that's something i, caught. I think the biggest white I caught was a seven seven pounder
0: that's a good one and
1: pole so that's what I'm saying so yeah. I, can, I can just imagine what a yeah. 10 pound field that's that's my goal that's why yeah.
2: you did pretty good on wipers recently haven't you I had a good day yeah and it was so hit or miss because
0: I went back the next day and it was one fish
2: oh dude I, I was there on what was it Thursday maybe Wednesday yeah that that day I texted you yeah yeah didn't didn't get up I had like one bite caught two little white bass or something
0: it makes you wonder if they either do they leave or do they quit eating
2: hmm Deep, we're getting deep. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a, we had a cold front. Because, well I mean, cold our, fronts screw them up. Yeah, the the weather's been kind of crummy in Iowa. Like this, actually, it's sunny outside right now. This this is the first time yeah, I've seen sun since in, like
0: a week in three damn days. Yeah, like is that copyrighted? Do you have to cut that out?
2: What, three damn days.
0: Yeah, you ever heard that song, Kid Rock, Cheryl Crow? Oh,
2: I'm not a Kid Rock fan. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the sun's maybe <laughs> peaked out once or twice since last week, but this is like the sunniest day and we got forecast for thunderstorms tonight.
0: That's fine. We need rain. We do. The Flatheads need rain. Here we go.
2: You you guys got to... I got to go out with these guys more often, man. I just... I'm going to have to tell... You have gone out with me wiper fishing, but then you didn't catch any. Oh, I caught a lot of
0: rocks. <laughs> we wow. get, we of can, snacks. we
2: can bring you. That's one thing, but well, that's, catching that's a different. See, story. that's the one
0: thing I appreciate about the hybrids and the flatheads is you can know it's like you can come up and with all the X's and O's, but if you can't execute, it don't matter.
1: And that's the thing is, um, I do ask you guys or ask Kit for tips. Like I see him catch the wipers, and he doesn't snag as much. Yeah. And it's because, you know, it's a specific way when you're fishing. Yeah. It's like how you're working your lure. Exactly. And I have an issue with that because I'm not first to tell you, I'm not the greatest fisherman out there, but I'm trying to learn and I'm trying to, you know, catch a fish. But yeah, it it makes a darn difference on your fun factor when you don't have to retie and lose jigs. (laughs) Yeah, Snagging is frustrating. It is. It is. I would say that's probably the biggest turnoff when it comes to fishing for for people who, whether it's kids or people getting into fishing, is because one, you snag and then you lose your lure, which is money, and then you have to retie, which takes time. And I think patience is probably the biggest attribute a person should have when it comes to fishing, I guess you can say.
0: The last when I made that video of me catching them hybrids, I went out the next day. And even when I was catching them, I snapped off the three one ounce bucktails I had with me. So I stopped at a sporting goods store and bought $30 in bucktails and lost them all the next day. Oh In that, I mean, and I know what I'm doing and I do it a lot. I have plenty of experience and I still burn $30 in bucktails in one day. <laughs> And the first worst part about that on top of it is make my own and I just didn't have them with me. I had a two dozen one ounce bucktails on the rack at home. I just didn't realize I was going to need them heading down there and you had to reach out and touch them. And if you couldn't get to them, you weren't catching them. But you were catching some nice ones on that video, man. They're fun. That, that big one was, he was one of the biggest, he's the biggest one I've caught this year. Those double digits for sure. Oh, yeah. 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 I think I've had a couple flirting with 10 pounds, but he was over 10 for sure.
1: Yeah, because I can see all the people starting to swarm around you. <laughs> that guy that <laughs> straight up
2: stood in your spot. I had friends, you know. <laughs> oh, so man. So, so
1: if, if people are listening to this and wondering, uh, well, on the YouTube channel, we'll, uh, I'll definitely put that link to Spencer's uh, video on that one. But it was pretty funny to see Spencer turn around to show the fish the camera. And look right behind him and there's literally a guy casting right behind him. Was, right,
0: right where I was standing. Yeah. I was like, oh my
1: God. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But that's what um so a lot of people are wondering what's combat fishing? That's combat fishing. That is if you guys are wondering.
0: There's a certain like mystique that goes with elbow to elbow fishing. I kind of enjoy it at times. Like I I want to get away from everybody at times. But then I'll wanna go back and deal with that crap and I just kinda of soak it up. Like I love a little chaos. Too much solitude makes me go a little crazy. I have to have a little bit, but if if I if things stay too quiet for too long, I go a little little crazy. There's
2: there's a satisfaction when guys are trying to encroach on your spot and you catch a big fish and then yeah. they don't. Yeah. There's yeah. a dude in Florida. Uh, who
0: makes YouTube videos. His name's Lunker Dog. And I've never talked to him. I don't know him, whatever. But I love his videos. So all he does is make fun of the Googans or whatever. Oh. Mm. And he talks about, like, he's got all these one-liners that are, like, classic. But one of them talks about going out and busting a dozen right in front of him. That's what he says. I'm going to go bust a dozen right in front of him or something like that. <laughs> but just he does Perfect. it way better than me, obviously. <laughs> but he's hilarious. He's a, he's a fishing guide down there. Mm. So, yeah, check out Lunker Dog. It's it's worth the visit. It's, the entertainment value's there.
1: I'll have to check that
0: one out. But he catches a lot of snook and, and redfish and tarpon oh, that's, and stuff like those that. Those
2: are all fish that I want to catch.
0: I have uh, hooked three tarpon and got uh, beat up every time. One of one of them was, like, legendary, like how bad he beat me up. I was fishing for Spanish mackerel, and I was using a, a lure called the gotcha plug, which is, basically a piece of lead that's as big around as a pencil, an inch and a half, two inches long. It's heavy. It casts a long ways so you can reach out and touch them. And it's got a lip on it that's angled down. So you reel it literally as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. And when you're reeling it in, you rip the rod the whole time. So it darts back and forth. Anyway, so I'd reeled it the whole way and I was getting ready to lift it out of the water and I felt a thud, like I'm walleye fishing, like thump. Because when Spanish mackerel hit it, it's not a thump, your reel just starts screaming. Right. Well, this was a thump, and I set the hook. And as soon as I set the hook, and I was on a jetty, uh, this tarpon erupts out of the water longer than I am tall. Jeez. Had a mouth like a five gallon bucket, and my lure is stuck right in the corner of his mouth. And instinctively, when he jumped, I bowed, and he was close enough, I could have reached out and smacked him on the butt. Like, <laughs> like from me to the end of this table. And uh, he jumps, I bow, and then he runs and jumps, I bow, he runs and jumps, I bow. And on the third time, I'm like, why am I bowing? I want this fish to throw the hook. And literally before that thought escaped my mind, he put the afterburners on and spooled 200 yards, of 30 pound braid oh, damn! in less than 30 seconds. My, my fishing reel started smoking. <laughs> like there was smoke exiting my reel and the cap, I tried to tighten down the drag cap and it flew off so i cupped the reel with my hand and i had blisters on my hand Damn. afterwards it was insane Damn. and then it hit the end of the knot and the knot broke and he was gone that sucks just like that but you I got to see it i did and it is permanently ingrained in my mind forever those are the uh, moments that was back in the saltwater days when i didn't think more than a week ahead on my finances was that was that your college days uh this was right after this was yeah um in my college days i spent my summers living on in brownsville uh, making some trips to florida and then once i graduated and got a job and decided i needed to be financially considerate (laughs) i i did one more trip and i stayed on a deserted island for six days Wow. And that was pretty sweet. And that was on that trip. Mm. I need to do that again. Uh, my buddy who I went with, Chris, he, he me and him messaged back pretty consistently. Um, he'll catch a catfish because he lives in Ohio and travels for that stuff too. Um, we met fishing on the beach. And uh, he goes back every year. And every year he goes, he's like, dude, you should meet us. You should meet us. And every year I'm like, I should, but... Can I justify spending that much money to do it? (laughs) But in reality, it's a pretty cheap trip. Your main expenses are just getting there. Where's the best place we,
1: or I guess you can say the closest uh, saltwater we can, that's close to central.
0: It's all about the same. It's all like 20 hours. Yeah. We're like, we're smack dab in the middle. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. I'm like. (laughs) Because you're closer to the east than west. Yeah. And then you're about as far from west as you are south. So it's, it all comes out about the same. Actually, I'd say you're further from like the Massachusetts, or not Massachusetts, but the Jersey coast. You're further from that than you are Florida. So I think Pennsylvania is like 20 hours away. Then you got to go through Pennsylvania to get to the coast. Okay. But Texas, have you been on? Yeah, Brownsville's in Texas. That's yeah, I where feel I spend like, my summers. I feel, I feel like, I'm, like I'm Texas would be, be the, the closest, closest, but then Texas is huge too. Say South Padre is the very southern tip, and it, I've done that drive several times and it, from central Iowa to South Padre, counting gas stops and restroom breaks, it comes out to about 25, 26 hours. Uh, You look at GPS and it's not that long, but it comes out to about 25, 26 hours. It's fun. Um, if you're going to go that far, go to Florida though. (laughs) Texas is cool. Texas has seasonal opportunities, but Florida has, as soon as it gets warm like spring through fall you have all kinds of different stuff you can do and there's winter opportunities too but spring through fall some cool stuff you can catch down there panhandle and south texas we could do a podcast down there can't. on the beach that'd be cool Dude, that'd that would be, be badass be, yeah you have to deal with a little more wind that's true but yeah. other than that and sand and everything <laughs> sand gets in everything if you want to camp on the beach it sounds so majestic
2: and wonderful Until you but it. you're gonna have sand in every orifice of your body yeah like uh mcconaughey you've heard of lake mcconaughey out west in nebraska yeah, in nebraska like that's one lake i want to camp out at because you know they got beaches but i'm thinking like man that sand though because they, they got like fine grain sand tip, out there tip of the day for and this is coming from a long time beach camper get a paintbrush
0: paintbrush and when you go to bed you brush the sand off makes sense yeah Dude, you get those, sand those... on your yeah you brush it off your feet before you get in your tent oh yeah it makes yeah, sense and yeah. don't bring a tent get a tent caught because a tent you put the stakes in they don't do anything in the sand yeah. but if you have a tent caught you just keep all your stuff in it and weigh it down and it ain't going nowhere unless a giant tropical storm hits which i had happen and 50 mile an hour flips your tent cot over and it rolls down the beach like a cotton weed or not a cot a tumbleweed nice yeah it's interesting and then you content. get cot tent cot tent cot tent cot yeah <laughs> tent cot tent cot that's what they're called oh. I feel like you could call the cot tent and it yeah. would have got the gist across just as <laughs> well you yeah.
1: actually you never been to McConaughey in the no. Nebraska oh, no no
2: if you like big walleyes and big wipers which I, I know you do I do yeah big i mean the wipers that you
1: catch there because they have a limit okay so we live in central iowa no limit on wipers uh lake McConaughy in nebraska they have a two limit two really? viper, two wiper limit and that's because every wiper you catch about nine times out of ten double digits really yeah, we we went there a couple of years ago because my brother in laws they live in um, Denver, Colorado, right. and they know about this because it's a three three and a half hour drive for them, and they would go there all the time. So they told us, "Hey, we'll meet there one day, and we, we got a cabin, you know whatnot, and make a you know family trip." And literally, the walleyes there were <sighs> I forgot most of the walleyes you would catch are twenty. 21 inches or yeah, more. Yeah, like 21. the
2: small one would be like a 20-incher. Yeah.